Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. For three decades, you're inside looking to the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves. As I said, having defended that title for better than three decades, and straight up today, we're still talking about the passing of the greatest, of course, Muhammad Ali. Now, one week past his funerals, people still talking about it. Headline news everywhere you go. Everybody's got stories about Ali, but <laughs> few people really have personal, intimate stories with Muhammad Ali. For those uh, that do, I really treasure some of the memories they sent me this week via email and things like that. So thanks a lot. And no, I'm not going to share my memories until they come out in a book. That's just the way it is, man. I can't give you everything. You are tuned to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live World. Well, we do have open phone lines. The cut man's waiting to take your call, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, these Skype lines happening as well. That's right. We're 21st century. Listen, this multi-million dollar sports byline studio, I mean, is like, High tech. So the Skype address is Sports Byline and then the number two. So straight up, we've got all these avenues of communication open. We're going to talk boxing and MMA for the next hour. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a product of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Sports Byline. Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide from Sports Byline in San Francisco. car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. 
Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's go to Santa Monica, California, bringing the godfather himself, Mr. Larry Merchant, Mr. Hall of Famer. Sir, and how are you this morning? Good, Pedro. It's a beautiful one day in Southern California, and uh, it will be warmer tomorrow on Father's Day. As it will here. Let me welcome, let me uh, wish you a very happy Father's Day to everybody out there, but it's going to be warm up here in the northern part of the state as well. NBC going today. NBC's got a couple of fights, but NBC is going on. Prime time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 on the West Coast with Andres Fonfara and Joe Smith Jr. Um, in light heavyweight bouts. My, my my comment here is um, none of these guys are really named guys per se. Fonfara, ah, eh, so-so. But what are they trying to do? If they're really trying to draw people to to NBC boxing, shouldn't they put, be putting on guys like Deontay Wilder and guys like that? Shouldn't they be showing what they've got? Well, they have put Wilder on. And if you don't get somebody with, quote, a name, hopefully you get a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen some good fights on HBO and Showtime in the last uh, few weeks that were not necessarily connected to big names. True. You know, and that's, you know, that's the best you can do as far as I can see. If, if you can't put up the bucks that the uh, name fighters want, um, and that's their role in the um, the big picture is to make some good fights, get people interested in fights, and hopefully uh, build a base and the following. Is the base being built? Next week we've got Anthony Joshua and Dominic Brazil. That's going to go on Showtime for the IBF heavyweight title. Of course, Joshua we think is a, uh, is a bit special. And then the 25th as well, June 25th, 
CBS is going to go at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock in the West Coast primetime at night with Keith Thurman and Sean Porter. That's an excellent bout. Now, you see, that bout, I think, would entice people to want to watch boxing. So what I'm trying to say is if I was going to throw my primetime shots out there, I think I'd be a little bit more selective with that and try to get some name guys involved in those primetime shots. Well, I think they do, but the reality is... There ain't enough to go around? That, right, that... And the reality is there are more fights on television. This means you're not going to get the elite fighters uh, who are they, today encouraged not to fight that often and fight twice a year for the big bucks. So it's a, a different model, and you hope that there are good fights, and certainly Thurman Porter is a good fight. And if somebody tunes in accidentally and um, or, or on purpose, that get something worth their time and want to follow either both or one of them into their next fights. Um, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm more hopeful than I am uh, uh, cynical about the process, but it is what it is, uh, particularly when uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of American fighters um, who uh, can achieve the top level of the game. You, you know, Godfather, I brought you the lack of American fighters percentage-wise or per capita-wise. Um, Frank Warren had that problem about 10 years ago. The English uh, boxing system had fallen apart, so they put a lot of money in their amateur program, started sponsoring amateur tournaments more, putting more money in, uh, in actual amateur camps here and there. And, of course, he built up a, a, fine, a fine stable because you know, now we've got English guys that can fight, Kell Brook, et cetera, American to an extent. Um, we've got English guys that can fight. Where in the old days, you know, the English guys were just like bowling pins for the most part. Well, you're right. There's a, a very uh, deep tradition in history uh, of boxing in Great Britain. It's where it originated. And um, it's been revived. And they have some... Uh, Fighters who are not just good fighters, but they're also attractions over there, and they generate money, and they're on television and on pay-per-view. So they're in a very good scenario as that scenario has declined in the U.S. Um, Godfather, you know, you know Frank Warren, I told him when I saw him in Orlando in, Orlando, in October, um, I said, man, I said, you know, Frank, I said, I sit down for your car sometimes and watch him on the Internet. He goes, you're not supposed to watch him on the Internet in the United States. I said, yeah, but I do anyway. But the bottom line is I'm watching him on the Internet, and they come on like 11, 30, 12 o'clock in, in like a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon, and I fall asleep and I wake up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're still going. These cars, <laughs> they've got like 17 or 18 bouts on these Frank Warren cars. They're amazing. You know, uh, uh, Pedro, um, in the U.S. we have Ring Magazine a monthly magazine. And they do a pretty good job still about the American and international boxing scenes. In Great Britain, they have a weekly magazine, the Boxing News, yeah. that gives thorough courage to boxing in Britain, including a regional and amateur, as well as professional and international. So they just have an audience there that works um, and, you know, maybe with fights like Ward Kovalov, um, uh, and maybe there will be some big interest in America. But when I get a, when I get comments from people I meet and greet and so on, they're always asking, when's the next big fight? Not when's the next fight, when's the next big fight? Yeah. Well, 
hey, how many big fights can you have in a year? Um, so you hope that we get a series of good fights and interesting personalities as they're developing in the heavyweight division, and that will trickle down. Young man, I was communicating this week via text, and I'll talk to him on the air in the next couple of weeks. Andre Ward, of course, the former 2004 Olympic gold medalist and the former 168-pound uh, world champion via that Showtime Super 6 tournament. Um, he, and, he and Kovalov, the undefeated WBO light heavyweight champion, that is really the Leonard Hagler fight or the Leonard Hearns fight that I see in the future, Godfather. I mean, that's the fight I'm putting all my, all my money on as far as being a, a great fight. I just think this has got greatness written all uh, over it. I, I, I hope you're right. You know, but Leonard and Hagler were both stars, uh, as well as champions when they met. Whereas Ward has uh, never attracted uh, a, a big crowds or audiences, in part because he decided over the last three or four years to fight infrequently after fighting frequently and, and top opponents before that. And Kovalev is a Russian who's made an impression in his fights uh, on, uh, on American television, but you couldn't get one out of a hundred people walking down the street to ask them who Kovalev is and to get her an answer. So uh, you and I and everybody in the boxing world will be looking forward to that fight, and uh, the media will get behind it, which means that you know some boxing fans, some sports fans who occasionally watch boxing will watch. But in terms of being a major event, that's not going to happen. But you can only build on it. And You're making me cry. A good fight, you want to see it again, and that the, or that the winner becomes a star, all of that good stuff. I'm hoping that the winner becomes a superstar or both men become superstars. Because I remember the, the Leonard Hearns battle, of course, he's battled the two undefeated champions about the same, at the same weight back in 1981, ending in that TKO in 14 rounds. When Davy Pearl looked at Tommy Hearns and said, you've had enough, my baby, and rolled, waved that fight off. Godfather, you have a good Saturday, a good weekend. Say hello to the godmother for me, and say hello to, your, of course, your grandkids. You have a wonderful weekend, sir. I thank you so much for your time. I feel blessed and honored to have you. Thank you, Pedro. The great Larry Merchant, folks, Mr. Hall of Fame himself. Open phone lines, coast to coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Real quick, the Saturday scorecard as far as uh, boxing is concerned, Andre Fanfara, Andres Fanfara, taking on Joe Smith Jr. That is going to go at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 in the West Coast, on the Big Peacock Network, NBC. That's right. And they've got an under undercard about another about 100, 118 about WBA title fight. Juan Carlos Piano taking on Rashid Warren. I think Warren's supposed to win that one fight. Warren's a pretty good fighter, I've been told. Haven't seen a whole lot of them. And of course, later on in the night, NBC Sports Network. What's that? That bogus little cable channel they got. Of course, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in the West. Hugo Santeno and Masek Sulecki fighting the middleweight. So NBC and then NBC Sports Network tonight, boxing, June 18th. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide from the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the Bay, San Francisco, California.
Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Pedro, the reality is there aren't a lot of great American fighters that we have to import the Russians and some of the Brits uh, to fill out the cards, whether they're opponents or headliners. And that's just the way it is. And that's uh, it's harder given the nature of the sport where people have uh, loyalties to uh, local kids or regional kids or national kids or um, uh, their ethnic identities um, to glom on to foreign fighters. Um, Golovkin has gotten a toehold. Um, uh, Kovalev has got a fight coming up. Um, that's just 
the reality of the globalization of boxing and that there is a lot of boxing going on around the world and on American television. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. When you're trying to build up a guy that can't fight, but he's like a former football star, and maybe like he played tennis. No, I'm just kidding. Golfer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about football stars, of course. Tommy Zibalowski, or Zibalowski, whatever. Bottom line is, Polish cat, 7-0, kills. Won by a second-round DQ over late replacement. Get this. His record was stunning. One and one was one KO. In a scheduled four-round cruiserweight bout, of course, this bout coming to you via a real promotion. No, the guy's from Notre Dame. He, fought in the, uh, he played in the NFL for a little while. This was from... Elk Grove Village in Illinois. But the bottom line is, you know, if you got main events involving 7-0 guys with five kills being former NFL guys, you know, probably Alonso Highsmith. Remember him a few years ago? I think he, he played in the NFL, blew his knee out. He's a pretty good player, a pretty good player and a pretty good fighter. But the best, I think, Ali told me, I think the best was Charles Powell. And I think he fought Charlie Powell. Charlie Powell was with the Niners at one point in time, the San Francisco 49ers back in the 1960s. But I think Powell may have been the best boxer uh, to ever play uh, to ever prior played in the NFL. Of course, there was Mark Gastineau, and I remember telling you, I tell you about the story of Mark, Mark Gastineau so many times, but, man, it was like 1992, and I'm interviewing him in Reno, Nevada. We're about to go on the air or about to come off the air. It takes like, He was a pre-fight or a post-fight interview, one or the other. It might have been both, okay? So he's like 7-0, 5-6 knockout, something like that. And, of course, he's the former sack master of the New York Jets. At the point in time, he was really a hot commodity as far as Boxing was concerned because he was getting national press to follow him and things like that. And he was fighting on USA television every couple of weeks. So, you know, he was a bit of a, a name. I mean, he was a real name. So here Gaston was, and I was interviewing him. I was looking him in the eye, and he couldn't answer any of my questions. And, and, and his eyes were shooting around his head like they were pinball machines, like it was a pinball machine or something. I'm going, what's wrong with this guy? Anyway, I thought it was drugs. It wasn't drugs. It was their early signs, I think, of that CTE stuff. Seriously. I think that his brain was just damaged. And, of course, later on he... Uh, uh, degressed and got a little bit worse, but uh, yeah, what can I say? Pretty good guy to hang around with, but not the type of guy I want fighting if you're a heavyweight fighter and you're investing money in him. Of course, there were people investing money in him. Um, Elvis Phillips, of course, the, the big promoter down there in Florida, the guy that went to China with me. I told you about that, right? Went to China, and him and Burt Cooper, Burt Cooper, who had fought Evander Holyfield and came within a breath, an eye blink of winning the heavyweight title in Atlanta GA when Mills Lane sort of gave a... Uh, Gave uh, Vander Holyfield a bit of a break, but but uh, Bert Cooper and and Elvis Phillips they were smoking. I'm not kidding you. They were smoking crack on like the eighth floor, the ninth floor, of the the uh, the hotel we were staying at in Beijing. This was our first trip to China in 1993. I kid you not. I was freaking out. Of course, that was the same guy, uh, Elvis Phillips, who said to me, "Hey, you know, we're gonna party up in my room. I've got some blow, Pedro." And I go, "Huh?" He goes, "Yeah, I got some blow. Take you and your girlfriend. Come on upstairs." Well, I will blow. China? Are you out of your mind? I mean, anything worse than an aspirin in China? Anything worse than an aspirin? It gets you like thrashed with those thrashings, okay, with those whips, and then of course you can get the death penalty for drugs. So China was not a joke, but that was the old days. Of course, back in 1993, the big fight, of course, was Burt Cooper, eventually, and Evander Holyfield later. But at that point in time, Burt Cooper was just like, you know, another ten round guy, just a bit of a stiff, but. You know, he brought that brought those drugs over there. In fact, a lot of guys, I couldn't believe it. Um, there was a couple other guys that had the nerve to bring dope over into China. Man, I just don't know. That wasn't a smart, smart thing to do. But one smart thing to do is look at the former uh, former world heavyweight champion Vladimir Klitschko in his preparation, of course, for this July 9th bout against Tyson Fury, the current world heavyweight champion, undefeated 25-0 out of the U.K., of course, a bit of an Irish uh, gypsy. That's right. 
one of the, what do you call him, a wanderer, he calls himself. Yeah, he wandered into the heavyweight championship because he spanked Vladimir Klitschko for the better part of 12 rounds, of course, in the latter part of 2015. But they're going to hook it up in the rematch. Of course, this is at Wembley Stadium. I expect the, the arena to be nearly sold out. Vladimir Klitschko, eh, he draws all over Europe. But Tyson Fury, he's going to be the real draw here in the U.K. He's fighting at home, taking on Vladimir Klitschko. As I say, Klitschko, the former heavyweight champion, hadn't lost in like 11 years. I mean, 11 years. The 1996 Olympic gold medalist came off those three knockout losses. Remember, to Ross Purity, to Lehman Brewster, and to Corey Sanders. I mean, boom, boom, boom. He just got knocked out like three out of like like seven or eight fights there. Boom, and he was like knocked out three times. So he had to go back to the drawing board. Of course, Emmanuel Stewart, the great Emmanuel Stewart, the late great Emmanuel Stewart, the gold father from the Crown Gym in Detroit, Michigan, of course, one of my mentors. But he taught Vladimir how to fight or how to box. You keep your hands up and things like that because Vladimir just couldn't take shots he didn't see. But hopefully he'll be able to see what is coming at him when, on July the 9th. But coming or going, he's got to let the punches fly. I'm talking about Vladimir Klitschko because he was he he just holds his hands back too much. You know, if you hold your hands back against a guy and the guy's stacking up points, three rounds, four rounds, five rounds. You know, it's like Marvin Hagler back with Ray Leonard in 1987. It's hard to make up rounds. This is not a joke. This is not, you know, it's hard to make up rounds. I'm down two rounds. Well, in order to get, in order to be down two rounds and then get up after two rounds, you've got to win the next three rounds. You see what I'm trying to say? To be three, two. Because if you win, the, if you don't win the next three rounds, He's all of a sudden five rounds up in your 12-round fight. Like Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagley, aforementioned, I said, middleweight bout, of course, ending in controversy. 1987, of course, April 1987, Caesars Palace, Lou Filippo, the one judge that went with Marvin Hagler for that fight. But I had Ray Leonard winning that fight by two points, I think seven rounds to five. And the reason why I did that was that Marvin Hagler gave away like five of the first six, five of the first six rounds. Five of the first six rounds, that's right. Gave up five of the first six rounds. You give up five rounds. You're five rounds down in a 12-round fight, and the other guy's only got to win two more rounds in order to win the fight. Ray Leonard didn't do that. Of course he did that. Of course, of course, me and Lou Filippo, God rest his soul, the late referee and, re- and judge from the City of Angels, but he and I disagreed about that until the day he died. But not a major disagreement because, you know, the, the Hagler corner was inept, and that was just one of the... You know, I've seen corners choke over the years. I have. I, Emmanuel Stewart choked in one corner, too. He choked against Ray Leonard that first time. No doubt about it. September of 1981, of course, the Battle of the Undefeated Welterweights at Caesars Palace. Why do I say he choked? Because he got brought Tommy in way, way too light. Sweat Tommy down to like 145 pounds. Tommy, a 147-pounder. I mean, not in reality, but just for the minute for that he's on the scale. I mean, the guy's six foot one, six foot two. put him in at 147. It's like an amazing weight for him to fight at. But... He was weight strained that day, and then of course Ray Leonard cracked him a couple of times. And then of course, you know, Emmanuel didn't come out with the strategy I thought that that he should have with uh, to- with uh, Ray Leonard. In other words, everybody that fought Ray Leonard went out there and tried to outbox him. The only guy that could was that little guy that celebrated his 65th birthday a couple of days ago. I'm talking about Roberto Duran. Duran outboxed Leonard June 20th, 1980. Outside of that, nobody boxes out Leonard. Nobody outboxes Ray Leonard. Come on. I mean, Marvin Hagler tried five rounds down. Marv, what are you gonna do? I'm still. I'm gonna try to box him instead of boxing him left-handed. I'll try him. I'll box him orthodox and make it real easy for Leonard. That's what he did. He made it easy for Leonard. Okay. Of course, Hagler choking. He did. He, I think Hagler did choke a lot that night. But the, the corner choked as well. Marvin Hagler, of course, losing the middleweight championship. Very disgruntled. He and I had talked hmm, in Spain. We talked in Mexico, and I think we hooked up. Was it in Buenos Aires? No, no, no. Uh, somewhere down in South America. <clears throat> But all three times I've seen him since that fight uh, and talked to him since that fight, he's been bitter. 
the bitterness doesn't end. You bring up Leonard, and he gets a little mean look in his eyes, sort of like, you know, like he squints in this and that. Not a Ray Leonard fan. It feels that Ray Leonard stole the fight from that night, but I just think he let it go. Him and that inept corner just let it go. Anyway, Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko, uh, no doubt about it, Vladimir Klitschko is going to turn on the gas here because Tyson Fury is younger, stronger, and more importantly, he is bigger. That's right, bigger than Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko stands six foot seven. Tyson Fury closer to six foot nine. Of course, on that same day, Terry Flanagan, Flanagan defended the WBL lightweight title, 135 pounds, against Mazink Fana. And, of course, the 11th, a couple of days later, in, of course, Russia, Sergey Kovalev taking Isaac Chalema, the aforementioned Sergey Kovalev, the WBL 175-pound champion, who I consider one of the great stars in all of boxing, whether the boxing world or the, the world at large wants to realize it. But I'm telling you, Sergey Kovalev is the real deal. Now, some results from last week. Vasily Lomachenko, of course, now the WBA 130-pound champion taking out Roman Martinez in five rounds. He was a 32-to-1 favorite, so I guess that was a bit expected, huh? 32-to-1 favorite. And Liam Smith um, is still the champion, having won a decision over Product Roosevelt. Of course, that was for the WBA 154-pound title. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Don't forget, we do all kinds of radio here. Ring Talk Combat Sports, we do, you know, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, that airs Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Then I go into my Johnny Taco mode, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific time for two hours. Of course, I combine both boxing and sports. We have some fun with that. Then we come back on Sunday with another edition of Ring Talk at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Then I come back at 5 p.m. Pacific time with Zach Attack Young. And, I, of course, we do No Holds Barred. So lots of combat sports brought to you by the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And, of course, Pedro Fernandez hosting that. You are tuned to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide, with open phone lines coast-to-coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. I'm going to take things in another direction. We'll talk about the world of mixed martial arts after the bell, of course, the world of MMA. Eh, what can I say? The UFC sort of losing some of their stars. Guys are falling from the uh, wayside. Ronda Rousey no longer a big star. Of course, that was their, their mantle. He took care of her. And, of course, the great Muhammad Ali. Got to mention Ali. Always got to mention Ali, man. Always got to mention Ali. Maybe I'll come back with an Ali soundbite. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Speaking of Ali, fights in Lewiston, May. Remember that, 1965? You remember that. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Pilot. levies and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. 
Call Wall & Associates now, 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800 800- 480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone as just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. I don't know how a fighter who is an independent contractor has to wear a uniform. Because if you're an employee, I see why you'd have to wear a uniform. But if you're an independent contractor, I don't understand how it's, you can be considered an independent contractor and have to wear a uniform that the company makes you wear. That's, that's pretty much my position. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. What you going to do, brother, when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Latest cover of ESPN Magazine on the cover. No surprise, the greatest. Born Cassius Marcellus Clay, Louisville, Kentucky. Buried Muhammad Ali a week ago, Louisville, Kentucky. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside, look at the world of combat sports. Straight up, of course, um, let's talk about this Bellator card. Of course, Bellator MMA going last night in Fresno, California. And Bellator MMA, of course, is the... How can I put this? They are considered like the, the, the B-League as far as the world of MMA is concerned. But I think that they're making a little strident moves. And I think that Scott Cook is starting to sign the good guys. And I think with the money that he's able to throw around with Viacom's backing, I think they're going to do well as far as signing new stars are concerned. Because people are a bit disillusioned with the current status of the uh, current, I kind of put the current picture at the, at the USC. Of course, cut men like uh, 
Jake Duran, who's been on the show many times in the past, a Northern California native, a guy that came from the fields. You didn't think he was going to take uh, take the crap of Dana White too long, do you? I didn't think he was. And, of course, he was the guy that stood up for the other fighters and said, you know, why can't they have advertising on their trunks or on the back of their cut men's robes and things like that in order to make money, in order to put money in their pockets? These are, you know, these are professional fighters. And, of course, MMA fighters, especially UFC fighters, and I've explained this to you before, according to the lawsuit filed, the class action lawsuit filed by Kung Lee, Nate Corey, and Kyle Kingsbury, at al other fighters class actions lawsuit against Zufa Sports, the parent company of the USC, that they keep 88% of the gross revenues. So the fighters only make 10 to 12% of the gross revenues. Well, if that's the case, wow, I think we need some type of federal, some type of federal, uh, federal look into that as far as a federal probe is concerned. Because, you know, the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act, when it came out in 1996, although it was very watered down by Senator John McCain in Nevada, he did that before, because, because of his constituents being the big-time casinos and the uh, big-time promoters in Nevada. But he, he watered down that bill and took all his teeth out of it as far as enforcing is concerned. But the Muhammad Ali boxing after 1996, uh, <clears throat> put together by Senator John McCain, was supposed to be like the savior. It was going to save boxing. It was a save fighter. It was going to tell fighters how much money exactly is on the table as far as foreign TV is concerned, as far as selling T-shirts in Moscow, if they're selling T-shirts in China, wherever they're selling memorabilia sorted with, uh, associated with you or, in, or that fight, that you're going to get some money on that. I sort of think that sort of went by the wayside. Now, I'm not sure that's being all that enforced that much because you really don't hear about it. You don't hear fighters talking about, you know, foreign riots and TV and, and memorabilia rights and things like that. You just don't hear about it. Now, whether it's going on behind the scenes, I don't know. But I can tell you like this. In the world of mixed martial arts, fighters have no rights. I mean, they have no rights. If you can't walk into the ring and wear uh, a, a, some trunks that would say, like, your name and, uh, you know, Pedro Fernandez, sports byline. If you can't do that, I mean, are you an individual? Or are you just fighter A or fighter B? And I think that's what the UFC has reduced MMA to, fighter A versus fighter B. And you can't do that and be successful in the long run because you need personalities. You need real people involved here. And you can't have real people with fighter A and fighter B. Yeah, you're going to have special fighters to stand out no matter if they were wearing clothes or not, period. They can go in there nude and stand out. Wearing a, I understand that, okay? But I'm telling you, for the most part, fighters are individuals. They're all individuals. There's not a team of fighters, per se. You can't put a team together. When I was on, when we had Golden Glove teams, or they sent us from this, uh, our local boxing area up here in Northern California, around the country to travel. I mean, you know, we took guys with us, but we were, we were teams, but we were teams because we were all in different weight classes. You know what I'm saying? We weren't fighting each other. We were all in different weight classes. So that sort of made us team members in, in that regard. But it's not a team sport. Combat sports is not a team sport. I'm telling you, it's for real. And speaking of for real, Anthony Rumble Johnson looks like he's out of that fight on Fox, uh, Fox 20 with uh, the Glover. It looks like the fight's out. Rumble, of course, got hurt. Rumble can punch. Rumble can rock. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, a guy that's one of those quick guys, what I mean by that is one of those guys that needs to take key advantage of things early because he didn't really doesn't have the stamina much like, you know, how about my man, Michael Bisping taking out, of course, the world middleweight champion, Luke Rockhold. Rockhold had no respect for Michael Bisping. Bisping came in like on 10 days notice, 11 days notice <clears throat> after, <clears throat> after former champion, Chris Weidman came up lame. So Bisping comes in and he's ready to go. Okay. But he's not ready to go five rounds. He only coming on like two weeks notice. He barely made the weight. I was told. Okay. So he makes the weight. Okay, he's ready to fight. He realizes he's got to get this done real quick. 
If I don't get this done real quick, I'm not going to last five, five minute rounds with this guy who's been active. And of course, Rockhold also held a win over Bisping in the past. So, there, you know, there's some history here with these guys. Bad blood on Bisping's part. But Bisping came in, he was ready to rock, didn't look as tight, I think, as I've seen him look in other fights. But he came and he made it work and he knocked him out in the very first round. And of course, he's the new world middleweight champion. Now, what happens for him in middleweight? God only knows. Was going to be another fight with? Uh, will there be a, a, a fight with Rockhold? Or of course, Rockhold going to have to rumble with Weidman to see who comes back and fights Bisping. Bisping, a bit of a uh, how can I put this? A self promoter, not a guy that needs a whole lot of people telling him what to do. So, bottom line is, at the end of the day, Bisping is a good thing for the MMA world. I think, as far as his attitude is concerned, you need guys that can talk, man. If you can't have guys that can talk, it just doesn't go. I mean, look at the great Muhammad Ali. Look at the vocal, the vocal skills, the greatest orator probably of the 20th century, outside of maybe Martin Luther King and John Kennedy and a couple other guys, but the greatest black orator of the 20th century, no doubt about it. I mean, I thought he, he spoke better than King, and King was a great speaker. Speaking of King, Mark, Luke Rockhold, no longer the King, searching in inside his head, said he disrespected and underestimated Michael Bisping, of course, June the 4th. But <clears throat> what I say, you can say all this stuff when the fight's over with. The bottom line is you should have won there. Prompt, ready, and ready to rock, and you didn't. Shame on you. Ontario, Canada, USC fight night. Of course, that's going to go down the 18th of June. Of course, the TD Place Arena, straight up. Pretty good-looking main event. Rory McDonald taking on Stephen Thompson. Of course, Donald Cerrone, the Cowboy, taking on Patrick Cote. I think Cote is going to win that fight, but the oddsmakers are favoring Cerrone. I don't know why. Anyway, Steve Bossy on the card as well. Sean O'Connell, let's be on Fox Sports Net. Of course, June 18th. Check your local listings for the exact time, but... Be a, be, be a pretty good character because Rory McDonald usually comes to fight. Some other big names on the card. Well, not a whole lot of big names. No chicks on the card except for one flyweight bout <clears throat> at 115 pounds. Valerie Letemignot taking on Joanne Calderwood. Of course, Letemignot sounds like she's from Canada. So they get a Canadian star up there as far as the world MMA is concerned. And a female, uh, wow, they can do good things. Because, you know, what happened, man? Canadian stars, of course, he, uh, that's where it was all started. The bottom line is the MMA, of course, went from Brazil to Canada. And, of course, had flag bearers here. But Tito Ortiz was a flag bearer for a long time. Ronda Rousey was a flag bearer for a long time. Is there a flag bearer right now for the UFC? Or is it sort of like uncrowned? You know, because John Jones is the best fighter pound for pound in the world of MMA. That's what, you know, 99.9% of the people you talk to uh, when they when asked to, you know, to opine on who's the best fighter in the world, they come up with John Jones, the once beaten light heavyweight champion, of course, gotten into his share of trouble outside of the octagon or outside of the <clears throat> the uh, stage of battle in which he takes place in these light heavyweight bouts where they call it the octagon. It's a steel cage. Mm, a steel cage, I think, that's, that's there for image only because it's not a fan-friendly thing. If you go to an MMA event and there's a cage involved, nine out of ten times you're stuck looking up at the, the ceiling and the overhead screen because this, the wire mesh just sort of gets to your eyes. So the 18th, of course... USC on uh, Fox Sports coming to you from Ontario, Canada. But straight up, the big, big fights coming up. Of course, Cormier and Jones, July the 9th. Of course, the big rematch, the light heavyweight championship. The aforementioned John Jones taking, what, like a year or a year and fifth, year and three months, year and four months off, having beaten Cormier in early 2015. I mean, handily by a five-round decision. I thought Cormier was going to win that fight, but Cormier came in there and just was no match for John Jones. Cormier having that great wrestling background, being a I think he was an Olympian in 2008, former amateur world champion. I mean, he had it down as far as his, ref, his, um, his wrestling base was concerned. Plus, 
he had won the Strike Force Heavyweight Championship. Remember that? He won that Strike Force Grand Prix Heavyweight Championship. So he was fighting heavier guys and beating the snot out of the bigger guys like Frank Mir and guys like that. So against John Jones, I think, well, you know, he's going to have some advantages here. He had no advantages. None. Absolutely none. I mean, none. UFC 200, July the 9th, of course, that's part of that UFC and International Fight Week in Las Vegas. You check in there, of course, Monday or Tuesday, they'll have some smaller, lower-level cards and maybe have a pro wrestling car and things like that. But it'll be a big weekend, of course, capped off by UFC 200 in this main event, Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Now, on the same card, the slow and Samoan's back, and I'm hoping he's going to win here because he's taking on Brock the Juice Man Lesnar. That's right, Brock Lesnar. Of course, he WWE star, the former UFC heavyweight champion, the guy they positioned to take the UFC crown back in the day. Of course, he held on to it for like a half a minute, minute and a half. Probably should have been disqualified against uh, uh, Shane Carwin when he turned his back on Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin was punching him and chasing him around the octagon. But, you know, Brock Lesnar showed that, showed some resilience in that fight. I mean, because he, he, he must have got hit by like 85 or 90 punches with those four-ounce gloves. They add up. And, of course, he went back to the world of wrestling entertainment after that that, uh, that stomach problem he had where they had to cut out part of his stomach. And, of course, now he's taking on, as I said, the slow and Samoan Mark Hunt. And, man, <clears throat> Mark Hunt's claiming, uh, screaming about the fact that, you know, Brock Lesnar has been exempt from this USADA uh, four-month prohibition as far as steroids are concerned, meaning he wasn't checked four months before the fight. That's the way it is in the world of mixed martial arts now. If you come into MMA, evidently you're supposed to be tested four months the four months leading up to the fight, yeah, yeah, from the USADA, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just think they're targeting certain people, but not particular, they're not targeting Brock Lesnar because the WWE's, WWE stars getting a pass here. Why? Because, you know, he's coming over from wrestling. He'll be a big draw here. And I figure this is going to do about, probably about 1.2, 1.4 million buys as far as the uh, the world of mixed martial arts is concerned. I don't think the, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to bring that many people over from the world of <clears throat> wrestling entertainment. On the same card, Misha Tate. The girl that licked Holly Holm. Of course, she was the girl that knocked out uh, Ronda Rousey. Of course, rendered, Ron, uh, rendered Ronda basically unconscious. Of course, that kick to the head. Ba boom! Left hook, left hook, kick to the head. Knocked some teeth loose. Knocked uh, her brain into place. Made her realize, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not the person I thought I was. Maybe this is just not for me. Because you know, after a loss, after your loss, after you're saying to yourself, maybe this is not for me. If you say that. Well, it isn't for you because after loss, the bottom line is you're saying, look, I'm dying to get back into this. Uh, it was it was an aberration. It was this is not going to happen again. I can do this again. But, of course, she can never beat Holly Holm. They could fight 10 times, and Ronda Rousey will probably never beat Holly Holm, not in her life. But Misha Tate and Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes comes to fight. She's got a good little name behind her, but she's not Misha Tate's quality as far as, as, far as Zach Attack Young is concerned, one of our MMA analysts here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And, of course, the featherweight bout. Wow, 145, Jose Aldo, twice beaten former featherweight champion. Of course, lost that one bout at lightweight at 155, then dropped down back to featherweight. 145 was the WEC champion, was the UFC champion at 145 for a long time. Taking on Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar, the former lightweight champion, 155 coming down to 145. He was the guy that sort of got shafted when Conor McGregor came into play. Of course, McGregor now, the uh, current world featherweight champion. But will he ever fight at featherweight again? And why don't they open up that belt? Why don't you just let that go? Come on, man, let it go. Let's make this bout for the, the vacant title, the vacant featherweight title. Those are the two best featherweights in the world right now because, you know, Conor McGregor is going to fight at 170 pounds against Nate Diaz in a rematch. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, he's a welterweight now. He's not fighting nowhere near the featherweight title. So why would you still allow him to be the featherweight champion unless you're like 
in some some something with Dana White. He wants to just take care of the guy. The bottom line is he needs to go. Conor McGregor needs to go. Fights Nate Diaz and gets licked like a stamp. Gets knocked out again. Gets stopped again. The bottom line is he can't beat Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is just too damn big for him. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide from the city by the Bay, San Francisco, California. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. You know, it, it's been bittersweet because this is where I, I started my career. This is where I uh, I built my career all in this organization, you know. So um, it's bittersweet to see it go. Um, but you know what, man? It's all about progression. And, you know, I was actually going to be out of strike force anyway, but 
you know, it's a business, man. We we really have no idea what went on behind the scenes to, to get to this point. So outside of just emotionally feeling like, man, I would have loved Strike Force to continue on, um, I really don't know much on the subject, you know? Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Bellator Friday Night Spike TV. Pretty good card emanating from the Save Mart Center in, uh, in Fresno, California. The raising capital world, of course, that's where they introduce Pedro to the criminal justice system where the highway patrolmen chase you through the raising fields on a motorcycle. I kid you not. He was driving a car, I was driving a motorcycle, and he decided he was going to chase me a Honda 7. Shame on you, highway patrolmen. Anyway, last night, Bellator Bantamweight Chairman, the title changed hands. Of course, the former champion, Eduardo Dantes, came back and won a decision over Marcos Agalveo. They were, of course, former teammates. The scores were 50 to 45, 50 to 44, and 50 to 43. That is the Bantamweight 135 pound title of Bellator. Bellator MMA, of course, coming back on the 24th. And that's going to be, this is going to be pretty good. I'm talking about my man, of course, uh, Rampage Jackson, according to the main event. He's going to go a heavyweight bout, be like a 215, 220 pound weight limit, according to Scott Kirk, what he told us a couple weeks ago. But June the 24th, of course, Dynamite 2 is what they're calling this from the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. But Rampage Jackson, of course, longtime pride fighter, UFC former light heavyweight champion, 205 pounds, 36 and 11 now, a little bit long in the tooth. Fighting, as I said, 220 pounds is probably about 15 pounds above the 205-pound limit of the light heavyweight class. But he's taking on Satoshi Ishii. Ishii comes in at 14-5-1, stands at 5'11", will weigh about 240 pounds, according to the... Uh, Bellator uh, website, but I tell you, Ishii and Rampage, Clash of Styles, we'll see what happens there June 24th, Spike TV. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside, look at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I thank you so much for joining me. Of course, you can join me 24-7 on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, hitting the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, or check that out. Go to iHeartRadio.com, iHeartRadio.com slash Ring Talk. You can take Ring Talk anywhere you go via your portable device, your you're online, straight up, listen live, listen late, Ring Talk Live Worldwide and iHeartRadio, hand-in-hand into the 21st century. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a production of Sports Byline, executive producer, Mr. Scott Cuddy. I thank you so much. 